Welcome. My name is Luke Kerr. Joining me today, we have Dan Pierce. Welcome back, Dan. Hey, guys. How's it going? You were missing last week when we discussed Black Lightning, so I'm looking forward to getting your thoughts on that, but I I think you had a good excuse. A family member got married? Yeah, yeah. My, I went back to Chicago for my cousin's wedding, and it was it was a blast. From your photos on Instagram, it definitely looked like it. Also joining us, Mo Walker. Welcome, Mo. I'm glad to be here, guys. Well, there's a lot to talk about, but we're just going to sort of chill and take it easy as we're discussing things today. So before we get into what happened this last week, Dan, what what do you think of the first two episodes of Black Lightning? What a powerful and smart and poignant show. Holy cow, does it go about like world building and creating these deep and relatable characters on just like a human level. And it's so, oh, it's so interesting. Chris Williams as Jefferson Pierce really does a great job of ringing the audience in and bringing them into his conflicting emotions where he wants to protect his family and live a normal life and protect his school. But at the same time, he understands that the world that they live in, in the town and all of this stuff requires him to be something more than Jefferson Pierce. And it's just, it's so cool to watch and I'm really enjoying it a lot and I can't wait to see more and I can't wait to learn more about where his powers come from, the origins, some of his experiences during his previous iteration as Black Lightning, and then learn more about what the 100 is about because we we're getting like glimpses and a lot of the surface level stuff with uh, Tobias, but we we really don't know a super ton yet, and that's okay. Uh, you know, we as the audience don't necessarily need to know everything right away. They're doing such a great job uh, between Anissa and Nicole, and just learning about the family dynamics. Um, I'm just I'm really looking forward to this show continuing, and just continuing succeed mo the second episode aired this last week uh we got to see more of what's going on with his daughter and her powers we got to see her in the relationship that was good she kicked some ass in the convenience store what did you think of this last week's black lightning and sometimes i don't always get nuance but am i now supposed to believe that the police sergeant is under Tobias's thumb. Well, I thought the second episode of Black Lightning was just as powerful as the first episode. I think, like Dan said, it really did do a good job of uh, doing a deeper dive and expanding upon the relationships that had been established in, in the character arcs that were established in the, in the second episode. And, for instance, when Anissa, when, when, her, her, when her girlfriend was introduced... I the dialogue actually kind of confused me for a bit because I wasn't sure if if that if her parents knew about the relationship, but the the dialogue was a little misleading at first. So it took me a few minutes uh, to realize that yeah, in fact, it seemed like her parents did know that she had a girlfriend and she and she was a lesbian, and they really seemed really cool with that, which I'm I'm really glad. Though I wouldn't have mind, you know, that classic hawk and dove type storytelling that um, that you guys talk about on DC with regard to uh, coming out stories. I wouldn't have mind a little bit of that. 
that would have been a nice little interesting parallel just to have like another kind of character arc that that was kind of going that was simmering in the background between the parent one of the parents and Anissa but you know I it is 2018 after all so the fact that her parents and her parents are fairly you know they're they're either they're they're Gen Xers so they're probably a little bit more receptive to the fact that they're they have a daughter that is is a lesbian so um, so I actually thought the opposite maybe okay. like I said sometimes I miss nuance the way that whole conversation went to me with the girlfriend saying you haven't met any of my family or done any of this stuff. Like to me, I sort of got the impression and both of you completely correct me if I'm wrong because I didn't like rewind and re-listen to it. But as it was playing out, it was like, okay, I think her parents may know that she's a lesbian, but I don't think that they know she's in a relationship or has a significant other or either. They don't know. That was my impression. Dan, what did you get from the second episode? I thought she was pretty open in general. Um, okay. It seemed like the parents knew because uh, Jefferson knew uh, the the girl's name, but the mom didn't. And I think we can attribute that more to the custody situation over the last however many years. Because mm-hmm. um, they kind of did establish that there is some distance, either physical or emotional, from the daughters and the mom. Okay. Uh, I totally trust you guys, so you're probably right. I It was just the whole bed conversation when she's saying, you haven't met any of my family, you haven't met any of my friends, you haven't done this. And I'm like, that sounds like textbook, some form of closet. That's all I was thinking. Well, well no, 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 Luke. And, and the thing is, is that I had an actual conversation with someone about this who also watched the episode well, actually, I had a co- my, my girlfriend and I we were we were watching it together, and and she and I because I turned to her and we had this conversation. We were doing a break. It was like, is she? And I thought she was in the closet. And then once we talked about it, I came to the realization that you, Anissa was out, but perhaps maybe just because she's in med school and all these other things are going on that her she's not. She just hadn't had time to meet her girlfriend's parents, and that's kind of the that was kind of. The, the read that, that I got, to? yeah, okay. that's the consensus. But regard uh, now, regarding so uh, some of the other things that that you brought up um, uh, regarding the police, the police situation, and Tobias Whale, um, I don't think that Jefferson's friend, and I, if I remember correctly, I believe that actor he appeared on Arrow as well. Uh, I think his name's Inspector Henderson. And so for some reason, I don't I think he appeared on Arrow as like a different character, but he looks really familiar and I thought he'd appeared in another Arrowverse show before. But see I was thinking he was maybe on the Flash, but maybe but but then I got like when I I agree with you because I was like, where have I seen him before? And I knew it was an Arrowverse show, but then I was like, it can't be the Flash because hasn't the chief of police been the chief of police the entire time on the fl- on the Flash? Yes, it's been the same chief of police, but I think occasionally they've brought in other like police inspectors and other police personnel. But anyway, I get the impression that Henderson is not. I think he he's suffering from a case of Gotham itis, where you have a corrupt police um, po- a police department, and that's how Tobias Well was able to maneuver in and out so efficiently when he he killed Lala. So I I don't think Henderson's on the take, but I am curious about, I I get the impression when 
Henderson and Black Lightning confronted each other that he may know that Black Lightning's uh, Jefferson or suspects. So that will be, it'll be the body language seemed to indicate that to me, but I'm going for, I'm going to really look at his body language when the two of them interact to kind of see if, if he suspects that Jefferson is black lightning. But the other thing I was going to bring up, this was um, the second issue was he brought, they go back and do the classic, like there has to be, some sort of tragedy that spurs the hero on kind of um, modus operandi. And and with Luanda, we get that. That's the thing. That's the element that really gets him back into being Black Lightning because it's it's that classic, you know, um, for the Flash, you know, my, my mom died. I've got to avenge her for Oliver Queen. You know, it was his father. Yada, yada, you know, Bruce Wayne, it's his parents. It's that same it's that same thing that spurs them on black lightning has it in his student, his former student, Lawanda being killed. Dan. Yes. Mo touched on the flash. Yes. What did you think of this? The episode since it, um, it's returned from mid season. I'm not sure what I think of Barry being in jail, but I loved Barry and Iris's scene where he phased through the glass so that they could touch hands. I was like, come on, that's amazing. I love this. And why did the freak did you let Felicity and Oliver get married at their wedding and ruin it? It was literally those two wonderful conflicting thoughts at once. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of reminded me of like some old school prison break stuff with like that, that whole notion that there's like one person on the inside, one person on the outside. And it's just like this classic television movie trope and i'm just it was the first time i could really root for uh barry and um iris just as a couple i i'm actually really enjoying barry in prison because now he gets to see the world through his father's eyes a little bit and having i I believe that was jesse ventura uh guest star i know nothing about wrestling beyond the rock and cena so do not and hulk hogan so do not ask me any questions about wrestling i I believe it was jesse ventura aka the former governor of the state of minnesota if you're wrong someone will correct us on twitter yes please please at me if uh if i am incorrect but i really really enjoyed uh barry scenes with him and learning that like Henry performed emergency appendectomy in prison. Uh, that was kind of cool. I'm also like as much as Dibney has been a little polarizing for a lot of fans. I thought it was a pretty good episode for Ralph. You know, he's, he's coming into his own. They finally gave him a nickname. Granted, he doesn't like the nickname, but it's something. And I also really enjoyed them touching on trickster and prank. Uh, even if they don't have Mark Hamill back to do it, they're still able to tell that type of story with these villains. And I've always thought that was kind of cool. The way that they interact with the previous iteration of the flash in the, like the early 90s show. I've always thought that was kind of cool as far as everything else goes uh, with the way the show's kind of shaking out. I, I, I dig it. You know, it's, it's, kind of nice having Barry sidelined like this. 
Um, cause it gives us a chance to really hone in on the other characters. So Mo, I loved Dibney at, in the elongated night rises. I thought it was hilarious as someone who did not like the actor on a different show. I cannot believe how thoroughly I am enjoying him as the detective the the questionable detective who's slowly becoming good i'm enjoying this arc i'm enjoying his maturity i grow but i did groan when once again he's going to be in a black leather outfit is there not an outfit on legends the flash i mean we'll ignore black lightning since that's technically in a different universe but legends the flash arrow that isn't some sort of like dark black dark green, dark blue. I'm just like, come on. What did you think of this this last week on The well, Flash? I, well, I was going to say with regard to uh, Ralph, you know, his co- in the comics, his I his costume in the comics, because he's had like a couple versions of the costume in his comics, which one is like red and, and blue, and so maybe they don't want to use those colors on The Flash with, with him, but he also has like this purple and white costume as well but none of his costume like he would wear like this domino mask it the current kind of i don't know it feels like his current costume i don't know for some reason it's like kind of reminding me about what they gave firestorm at one point i don't know it's like did they just grab like a spare firestorm suit and, and give it a different color and give it to him but i do really like the progression of this character it's again his his character it keeps some of the facets of what his character was like in the comics because his, his character is kind of a goof, really a goofball in the comics, a lovable goofball, not a not as roguish as uh, Hartley Sawyer's portrayal. He this guy is so much more of a as a smoother and a womanizer, and I really like. I really like it, but at the same time, there's so much there, and that if you dig underneath the surface, there's this really, there's this hero underneath, and he's a reluctant hero, but he seems very human, and and I think that that's we 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 need more heroes that have a little bit more feet of clay than just these perfectly sculpted heroes. Um, but now regarding the wrestler question, it wasn't Ventura, it's Go- it was Goldberg. Who was playing? Oh, Big okay. Okay. And oh, Dan, you got corrected on the, the own podcast. Didn't have to even wait for the for Twitter to do it. That's okay. <laughs> I'm still gonna catch hell on Twitter. It's what I do. Listen, as someone who regularly needs corrected, you have my sympathy. It, it is what it is. I was more like honestly, like the as much as I'm like, and I'm kind of on the same page with Mo in terms of liking the progression of Ralph Dibney. I'm just upset that, like, they've basically devoted the CGI budget from Wally to Dibney, and then they go crying poor, being like, we can't have two speedsters on the same show doing all of these things when they've done the Elongated Man arc. Oh, I understand, but did you see Katie Lotz's video this last week? I mean, if Wally is coming to the Legends, I am totally okay with that because I actually think he would be much better used on Legends than he is on The Flash. 
I agree. I think it's a crime yeah. that this man hasn't had a storyline in two years. This is insane to me. Like, they're... They're doing these interviews with Entertainment Weekly being like, oh, yeah, we can't afford to have the CGI budget going to two speedsters on the same episodes. Well, you're doing the elongated man arc, which his power set is entirely CGI. You can't cry poor if you're doing that. Like, but you if can't. you'll notice, but if you'll notice the episodes in which they're doing the elongated man, neither Wally nor Barry are really doing any flash CGI scenes. All the money is going into his. Absolutely. Maybe their their budget is still recovering from Crisis on Earth X. And, you know, I always just assumed that Wally, limiting Wally was a a reaction or overcorrection to the number of speedsters that have appeared in the previous three seasons um, because, you know, every villain up until now has been, every main season villain has been a speedster. And so I just felt like it was an overcorrection. And they're also using the budget as an excuse in, in addition to that. Uh, but but I certainly agree that Wally will be much better utilized on Legends um, especially because I always feel like with the character of Firestorm, I, I think the character, the character of Firestorm in and of itself, he's very powerful. And so it was always like, oh, we've got to take out Firestorm because, you know, if he's the big gun. And so they have to just come up with some excuse. So I, I am looking forward to Wally joining the Wave Rider. And I think he, I, I think he'll be a great addition to the team. I think he fits in super well, and I think it, it it's really nice that there is a character uh, being added to the show that we don't have to get to know. Like, Here's we the... we already know Wally. We know he's funny and goofy, and he has mechanic inclinations that could definitely be beneficial on the Wave Rider in, this, in a similar role that Jax had. It's really cool, and I'm looking forward to it. Here's the thing, though. After watching Supergirl and Brainiac on Supergirl, I really need Brainiac to be on Legends of Tomorrow. I realize that he's supposed to be with the Legion in the future, but I love that character, and I need him to be on Legends because he would play so well off of Ray Palmer. Those two, with Brainiac being the straight man and Palmer being like the comedic one, I would so be there for it. And I feel like it would sort of be fun to have the legends pick up someone from the future. We've had them pick up people from the past, but it would be a ton of fun to have them pick up Brainiac. I mean, Zari was from the future. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, could, you can tell how much interest I have in the character. I mean, they haven't done a good job of illustrating the character yet, but also Legends has gotten the shaft in terms of the new format. This is ridiculous. I, I'm enjoying the Legion on Supergirl, and I was really looking forward to John Constantine joining the Wave Rider and more Leo Snart and seeing all of these interactions and the fallout of losing Firestorm and now the introduction of or the introduction of Kid Flash. You know, all of these amazing storylines coming up, but we're going to sideline the show. Why? What What purpose does this serve? Like, come on, guys. Like, let's, well, let's figure our stuff out. 
I was going to say, you need Dan, you you need to address your your complaints to Mark Pedowitz, the president, the, the head of C, uh, the CW, and tell him that you know you want more than four of these Berlanti superhero shows on at the same time. I mean, that's what you true. need to do. This is true. I just like I'm glad that from all indications they're not in, like introducing any more CW superhero shows because I don't think my my like free time to watch television can take it. Uh, See, I am I am convinced that the CW should just become the comic book channel plus Supernatural and its spin-offs because Supernatural is just a juggernaut in terms of ratings, fandom, social media present. Wayward Sisters, that episode was really good. I would love to see those two shows on the same night. The Originals is um, going to be wrapping at some point. I'm like, when The Originals wraps, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend wraps, the, oh, and all of a sudden I can't think of it. What is Jane the, the Virgin? Jane the Virgin. Jane the Virgin. Yeah. When those wrap, I'm like, just transition those out, replace them with more comic book characters, because that means we can keep Riverdale, because Riverdale is based off of a comic. And... Just have it become the comic book network. I would be totally happy with that. This is true. I mean, it, it, it's to the point where, you know, iZombie is a comic book show, but it almost feels like it doesn't fit. Like, <laughs> well, 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 iZombie is based on a comic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just it's comic graphic very novel, right? loosely, loosely based. I, I read, I read a little bit of iZombie, and it's. And again, I stress the loosely based on that comic, but <laughs> it it, yep. it is it is still falls into that same comic book category. Yeah, and and I mean with Valor and Dynasty and oh gosh, I, there's a new show coming out with uh, Lucy Hale where she beat cancer and now she's having to deal with living her life afterward. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but it's coming out in like the next production cycle. Uh, there, there are like all of these shows coming out and it's sort of cool, but like, we also have to like show the shows we have like in spurts, which is kind of annoying. Um, and like part of what's annoying me about it is I'm actually enjoying this part of Supergirl. Like if if it would be one thing if I could be mad at Supergirl for not being good in sidelining legends, but Supergirl is actually really good right now. You know, it's amazing to watch Mon L, who was stuck in the future for seven years. He still hasn't learned how to fight, like at all. He's still losing fights, and that's great. Um, I'm really enjoying. Was it Saturn Girl? Yes. Yes. It's Saturn Girl with. With the wrong, with the incorrect powers, mm, that is. <laughs> I mean, let me just I, tell you, mm, that that annoys I, me when she is not supposed to be a telekinetic. She is supposed to be a telepath. The Legion has several of the tele tele end of characters who are telekinetic. One's name is Kinetics. The other's name Telus. Telus is a big fish person. Is a more or less looks like a giant fish. But mm, that mm, don't don't even get me started on those powers with her. I, mm. Yeah, that that's totally fine. They could like I, I don't know the difference, but I like just as a character, like the way she's interacted with Monel, the way she's interacted with Kara, 
her as a person, like I'm, I'm down with that. They, they should probably fix her powers though. Yeah. I mean, they got the personality, her personality more or less is down. It's the powers and the relationship. That's the issue because Saturn girl was on Smallville. They introduced her on, I, I want, it was either season five, season six of Smallville when the three Legion founders, Saturn girl, lightning lad, cosmic boy travel back to work with um, Clark and her powers. She was a telepath. So if people remember Smallville, they're going to wonder, well, why is Saturn girl's power so different in this? But the other thing is the relationships it's in the, in the comics and in the Smallville on Smallville and in the Legion of superheroes cartoon from about 10 years ago, Saturn girl was interested in or with lightning lad and, she wasn't interested in Monel. Monel was interested in somebody else. And um, though Brainiac Five and 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 Supergirl in the in the comics historically have been an item. Okay. All I know is I love Brainiac. I need more of him because he is fantastic. Any other final thoughts on the Berlanti verse? We're almost having to wrap up here real quick, and I want to touch on Maze Runner because I did actually get a chance to go watch it, and it was a culmination of a trilogy for me. So, any other thoughts on the Arrowverse or Berlanti verse, Dan? Um, I I think Mark Consuelos on Riverdale is just a gift to us all. It's been so nice to see him. It's really nice to see Arrow doing the Civil War thing. This it's really good. They're really like hitting all of the points necessary to really spur like all of the returns that they're going to have later this year with Nissa and Roy. And I'm just, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the season plays out. It's super awesome. Um, I also managed to check out the Pacific Rim trailer. Oh my gosh. John Boyega is the hero we all need. I'm so excited for that. I film. don't know what that means. I remember the, I enjoyed the first six, Pacific Rim film, but I was like, I don't know how much I enjoy this. So I've sort of been like wishy-washy on whether or not I plan to visit the next one or watch the next one. So what do you mean by he's the guy we all need? Like just he's he's really doing a similar thing that his father's character played by Idris Elba uh, did in the movie uh, in terms of inspiring people to be heroes after someone inspires him. He starts out the trailer being like, I'm not a hero like my dad. And the uh, Makomori's back to be like, no, you can be that same hero inspiring people. And Scott Eastwood is saying similar things. And the scientists are back. And now pretty soon there's like, um, there's just Jaeger pilots everywhere. And there's Jaegers and there's hot Jaeger on Jaeger action, as as they say. Uh <laughs> Okay. Jaeger on Jaeger action. Jaeger okay, on sounds... Jaeger action. I think that is going to be the title of our podcast. Uh, Mo, hot, hot what Jaeger is... on Jaeger action. Hot Jaeger on Jaeger action. Hot I'm Jaeger. now. I'm going to have to look up how to spell Jaeger because I don't drink, and I know that there's Jaeger. Jaeger's a drink, correct? Yes. Well, Jaegermeister is a drink. Jaeger just means yeah. yeah. Okay, gonna have to look up spelling. I'll fully admit it. <laughs> Mo, what what else were you interested in the Berlanti verse or other uh, in other geek news this last week? In terms of the Berlanti verse, the one, when you mentioned Brainiac, I'm hoping that they'll explore Brainiac 5's ancestry. His his ancestor is one of Superman's villains, Brainiac. So it, yep. hopefully they'll bring that up. Um, as as Dan said, Mark Consuelos of Riverdale 
it's just it's a gift. It's a gift. Hopefully, Hiram will Hiram will survive. Let me just put it like that. Hopefully, Hiram will survive into the next season. Um, now, in, in terms of just other things that I've been enjoying in Geekdom, the Magicians, the new season of the Magicians, it's is been good, so wonderful. The third the third episode uh, I've seen it's it really brings a couple plots to a head. I think splitting the characters up, I didn't work for me a whole lot. In the, I had I had to get used to it in the second season when they when they made that turn and, and did that. But I think it works really well, just kind of like mixing up the characters and getting these different combinations. And I think that the magicians, when all is said and done, I think it will. I think it pers- could be this decades like you know supernatural witch warlock witchcraft type show the jour i'm i i just love it and i hope that sci-fi will see it as a gem and keep renewing it this last weekend i watched maze runner the the death cure which was the third in the maze runner trilogy of course this stars dylan o'brien as thomas I love the first um, film. The second one, I was a little bit disappointed in. This one is definitely better than the second. Not as good as the first. It had a lot of fun action. There were some uh, moments that weren't necessarily head-scratching, but they were just a little bit cheesy. But at the same time, I'm like, this is a futuristic dystopia in which the world's population is... Um, dying because of a virus, I'll give them their cheesy moments. I'm okay with that. I had fun. It's not a great movie. I'd give it maybe a two and a half out of five. But if you enjoyed the first movie, want to see how, how it wraps up, I would say definitely check it out. It's certainly, the franchise is certainly better than Divergent. It doesn't, have, of course, have the scale or the grandeur of the Hunger Games. But if you're looking for a good YA-based um, dystopian future film go give it a chat go give it a watch uh comment on this episode at geekconfidential.com like us on facebook facebook.com slash gk confidential follow us on twitter twitter.com slash gk confidential i'm at luke underscore kerr dan is at real dan pierce and mo is at dr mo 77 yes correct we thank you for listening until next time so long see you guys have a jaeger on us bye <laughs>